ring, ring, ring. Click. Oh, hey, sorry, can't answer the phone because I'm going to re-record all of this episode because it's just too quiet, front to back, all of it, too quiet. Quiet, Basil. Who knew? It exists. Uh, and no, I'm not recording it right now because I'm too tired and I can't think straight. But leave me a voicemail and when I'm less tired, I'll listen to it. And I will enjoy listening to it unless it's some like, you know, even if it's a mean and aggressive message, I think I might in like listening to it just to hear your voice. But if you didn't need to do that, then please don't. Unless it's satire, or that's like an inside joke that you and I share. I don't, I don't know that that exists with anyone necessarily. Anyway, thanks for calling me. This is Basil. Okay, bye. Oh, hey. What's up? I'm going to be louder this time. It's ironic because I'm such a loud person. It's very strange to be trying to listen to an episode before I publish it. And it's so quiet, I can't even hear it. And it ends up staying quiet the whole episode. It's like, man, I mean, damn it. It's like, yo, weird. Anyway, I'll try to recap what I was saying, but eh, it's an unscripted show. So we'll see what I can capture. I will say though, partner and I are hanging out and she has 10 minutes left of hoarders that she wants to finish which is fair finish your episode I'm not going to cut you off but I am going to go in the other yard and I'm going to record my podcast because that show makes me viscerally uncomfortable I'm not entirely sure why uh, but I can't I can't watch it I can't hear it it really gets under my skin and I know it's irrational but you know what? We all get our triggers. So there you go. I wanted to have a transition from that into this. Maybe I'll actually record that song and use it as my transition song. Ah! Yeah, probably not, but it'd be funny. It's a funny idea. So the episode that you didn't hear because it was too quiet and I, there's no way I'm going to go through the effort of modifying the audio to be louder because if it was too quiet, I obviously wasn't passionate enough for it to be worthwhile, which is ironic because the episode was about salt and about how I have come to respect the necessity of salt in one's diet, both physically, like as far as nutrition goes, like I had a wicked eye headache recently and then I ate some potato chips uh wrong I ate some corn chips and felt much better afterwards it also could have been emotional nutrition because those particular corn chips are my comfort food especially since with my thyroid issues I can't eat cold cereal anymore because it puts me to sleep and gives me a stomach ache so as an alternative, and before that, granola 
used to be my comfort food until, until that started giving me wicked stomach aches. So I stopped eating granola and then I stopped eating cold cereal. Trail mix just overwhelms my system and puts me to sleep. So now I just eat a couple handfuls of, of uh, corn chips. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, actually I do know my metabolism is slowing down as we fix my thyroid. So the amount of food both caloric intake and physical amount needs to decrease for me to maintain functionality. It's a balance, balancing plates. And you know what? Within balancing plates, plates break. Anyway, salt. The other way that I have found that salt is important in a diet, dot, 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 I was feeling guilty about how I ripped into Agent Orange for the season finale of season one. And then I realized, nah, it's cool, whatever. Because sometimes anger and frustration and disappointment are really good motivators. And even if the output is a little extreme, as am I, the motivation is there. The fuel is there. And that saltiness is sometimes very important. Because one of my favorite phrases, besides there is no dispute in terms of taste, is, well, I mean, as long as you're staying within, like, don't be racist, don't be a turf, don't be sexist, don't be misogynistic, you know, all of those. Within those bounds, there is no dispute as far as taste goes. But I don't want to talk about Harry Potter, because fuck J.K. Rowling. Anyway... That saltiness is really important. It's important to cry. Salt. We recently read a bedtime book about how, who was it? Owl. Owl had tear tea. (laughs) And this owl gets this teapot and then just starts thinking of all the sad things like, Pencils too short to be used, and utensils fallen behind appliances only to gather dust, and vegetables gone rotten. A boohoo! And he, and he fills the teapot with the tears, and he drinks it, and it's a little salty. And he said, it's a little salty, but it's very good. And that's kind of what I'm saying in both anger and sadness. I think that, and literal saltiness, I think that those emotional saltiness, salt, saltini, what's the plural of saltiness, saltinesses? Saltini. Those, those two saltini are very important for an emotional diet. Get angry. Get sad. Have emotions. Let them, let them exist. Process them. Respond to them in healthy and appropriate ways. Recording a process, recording a podcast, I would consider rather uh, healthy and appropriate. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's how I feel for now. And I'm in therapy, so we'll see how things, we'll see, we'll see where the bones land in a grave. They'll land in a grave because eventually I'll be dead. But in the meantime, uh, 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 yeah, okay, uh, this is Basil. Okay, thanks, bye. 
Ring, 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 click. Why are you calling me again? Come on. You can't, you just call me once. Just call me once. No, it's okay. I'm not actually frustrated. In fact, this is just a scripted voicemail thing because I didn't pick up the phone because I'm too busy. Not picking up the phone. I'm too busy not picking up the phone. So leave a voicemail. I would love to hear your voice. It would be delightful. It would make my day. Unless it's a mean voicemail. Still leave it, but I'll be a little bit less happy about it. Oh yeah, this is Basil. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wow, okay. I accidentally accidentally did the exact same thing as the first time I recorded this episode. I was bringing all of that full circle with, <laughs> with the saltiness. Because I'm feeling very self-conscious about being aware of the fact that people are consuming my responses to me consuming media. It's weird. And I think that that self-consciousness and that anxiety and sweating it out within moderation is very important. I think that I want to do whatever the fuck I want to do. And that's healthy and important. But I also want to want to tweak it a little bit and do things that, you know, make it slightly more palatable. I'm not going to do a full 180. I'm not going to change a whole bunch because I'm here to do me. And if you want that, cool. I'm glad you're here. And if you don't, cool. Go away. But, like, it's that easy. It does. It really doesn't matter. And that goes for relationships. That goes for interactions. That goes for the podcast and the YouTube and all that jazz. If you're here for Basil, here's Basil. Cool. Hey. How's it going? I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you. So, in light of that, I got some feedback based on one of my latest adventures into Almost. I did a review of Stardew Valley, and one of my friends' reaction was, how the fuck can you review Stardew Valley when you only played it for 30 minutes? And another friend said, I've put over 200 hours into that fucking game. To which I respond, okay, that's cool. It works for you. It doesn't work for me. That's awesome. I'm glad you find something that you enjoy. Doesn't matter. Uh, Also... I think that my criticisms are valid, even having only played the game for 30 minutes. Which got me thinking, what kind of a structure can I apply to these adventures of Almost to ensure that I'm communicating that my review is not just... My review and my reactions to all of the media I'm consuming are not just visceral reactions, even though some of them are, but I can frame them in a way that is palatable for someone, even if they're disappointed that I didn't play for that, for that long, or I didn't even finish the movie, or I didn't finish the series. Because I think that's still valid, because I'm human, and, a, and a, fucking, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do not finish the game. They form their opinion, and that informs whether they can come to a conclusion or not. You know what I mean? I, I know you know what I mean, because I guarantee that you are also human and you have also done this in many different instances, because there's a lot of media out there to consume, 
And if it's just not doing it for you, if it's not ringing it true, it's really not worth finishing, usually. There are rare instances, and I'm sure we will come across that. But the exception that proves the rule is I would like to present to you the criteria that I hope to be uh, structuring my adventures into almost around. And now this should apply to any media consumption, video games, podcasts, movies, shows, musics, YouTube commentary things, I don't know, personal interactions. I want to make it vague enough that I can still review things in a, in a way as to call them a garbage donut or a stale cupcake with beautiful but gross buttercream frosting. I think that those are both very tangible, concrete reviews for consumptions of media. You know exactly what I'm talking about when I describe things like that. And that's exactly what I'm going for. So here we go. Four criteria. There are four categories that I'm going to try judging things in. Let's start with category one. Love at first sight. What are my first reactions as far as what it looks like? Uh, immediate impressions, what does it feel like, what's the introduction, what's the tutorial, what's the first 30 seconds, you understand what I'm saying. Category two, how do you sell it? That's marketing, that's promotional material, that's your own personal descriptions of your product, of your media. That's also, what are you doing with the visuals? What are, what's the, what's the, the symphony of icing on the cake. What does it look like? What does it sound like? How does everything go together? What are the little details? How do you sell it? It also gives me an opportunity to speak from an experience of being a trained graphic designer. Um, three, what is at the heart? And that is both, as far as a game goes, like the mechanics of it. What is the core narrative? What is the story about? What is it, the root of the melody? What is this episode of the podcast about? So that's ignoring, that one category is ignoring all the fluff. So if all the fluff is garbage, but the heart is really good, that gives me an opportunity to speak through that lens. And category number four, let me lose myself. Can I get lost in it? Like, I really like the game Alk. Alk, al alchemy, alchemy, al alchemy academy. It's a cute little alchemy game, but I can't, I can't really get lost in it because I can only play for like five turns, and then you shut it down while everything reloads, and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm gonna do something else, which functions as a mechanic, but I cannot get lost in the world where I turn around uh, and look at. I mean, honestly, turn around and look at the show Winona, which really, at its heart, was kind of boring as fuck, but I could get lost in it. Like, I could watch a whole fucking season in one sitting and just let it consume me. So I think that that's an interesting category. Sometimes hours just slip by, and that's why something like Monument Valley, I was able to beat it all the way to the end. But Dead Cells, which really didn't have a narrative, didn't have a world, it didn't feel concrete, didn't really hold me. But 
The mechanics were fun. The visuals were fun. It was sold as a complete package, which gives me an opportunity to judge things in very visceral and raw, but fair and evenly balanced ways. Anyway, I, the rest of season two, in, in addition to talking about my life and whatnot and whatever, I think the rest of season two of Love, Love Not, that's the podcast that you're listening to. I know I'm breaking the fourth wall. This is actually just a really long, ridiculous voicemail. Uh, is going to be exploring those four mechanics and how they can apply to different media as I get ready to both re-review previous content that I've reviewed on the Adventures of Almost and prepare for new content. It's funny because I started a, I, I thought I was going to ask my therapist to provide structure for our sessions to make them more valuable, but I kind of unintentionally did it myself for therapy, and now I'm kind of unintentionally doing it myself for my podcast, and I'm proud of myself. It feels good. It feels a little bit more functional, and it's nice because there's still room for me to float. Anyway. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I never cleaned up the second bird carcass because it's gone. I think the cat ate it. The first one, no, the first bird carcass. The first bird carcass is gone. There's just feathers. The second bird uh, flew away and is still alive. So, yay. Okay, thanks, bye. Oh, yeah, this is Basil.